This is the Newsroom Podcast. This is Jason Collington, uh, editor of the Tulsa World. I am here today with Barbara Hobrock, our longtime veteran political uh, and government reporter uh, who has been at the Capitol since 1994, and we are about to enter a new session. She has a preview story in Sunday's Tulsa World because uh, it's time for the legislature to get in session. Barbara, what? Uh, how is this legislative session going to be different from years past? Well, for the first time in a long time, they've got a, a pretty significant surplus, about $2.8 billion. Uh, for fiscal year uh, 2024, they're going to have about $10 billion, uh, and then that two point eight is on top of that, well, is in addition, includes that. So they have some uh, significant cash to play around with. In the past, uh, they've had surpluses, but th this is a, a pretty significant one. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, what they can do as far as uh, any tax reform or um, salary increases for teachers. Yeah, those are, it seems like both of those things are on the table. Also, you've got a lot of new people in new positions uh, this legisla legislative session. Uh, who, are the, who are some of the people that are already starting to make news uh, before even the session starts? Uh, well, of course, you've got your your longtime speaker, uh, Charles McCall out of Ot Atoka. He's a banker. Uh, we've got Greg Treat on the Senate side. He uh, leads that uh, chamber. Um, you've got Governor Kevin Stitt. He's coming in for his second term. Uh, he has been a, a bit controversial in the past. Um, he's a businessman, uh, mortgage uh, mortgage man, um, and in the uh, on the Democrat side, you've got Cindy Munson. She's going to be the new House Minority Leader. Uh, she's uh, young, very, very articulate. Uh, you've also got Kay Floyd on the Senate side. She's going to continue her role as Senate Minority Leader, and she's an attorney. Uh, she's uh, known for asking very, very good questions on the Senate floor, uh, she, and she's the leader of that caucus. When we uh, met earlier this month or last month, I guess it was to kind of talk about this session, uh, we we are going to uh, we've gotten you some help. Uh, Carmen Foreman has has been added to the Tulsa World and is sitting next to you there in the press room at the Capitol. And we'll be reporting from there with you. We've also got Randy Crable, our longtime political uh, reporter, and then Andrew Eager also, uh, who's uh, already jumped in and had some uh, front page stories about some of the stuff uh, happening at the Capitol. Um, I think all of you are going to be busy this session. Uh, there's a number of things. We've got a uh, recreational marijuana uh, uh, election coming up in March. Uh, so right in kind of in the middle of this session, we've got some big things, teacher raises, things like that. But then we also have uh, the marijuana thing. What are some other big issues that it's that have already started to make headlines before this session even has started? Uh, you're going to say, well, bills have been filed basically uh, dealing with transgender uh, issues. Uh, some folks um, believe that uh, you should be a certain age before you receive gender affirming care. Uh, you're going to see uh, some pushback on that. And a newly formed political action committee uh, is going to sort of take their views to the Capitol on that issue. Um, you're going to see a lot of a lot of bills on education. Uh, one, you know, grants for maternity leave for teachers. Um, as far as uh, tax reform, that's going to get uh, a lot of attention. Uh, in the past, the, the state has lowered this, the top bracket for the income tax and uh, had considered eliminating the state grocery tax. 
Um, however, they, they didn't get that done. The Senate has appointed an ad hoc committee uh, to do a report uh, on what they think needs to be done. The House really wanted to eliminate the grocery tax and reduce the income tax last session. That didn't happen. This ad hoc committee uh, has finished its report and sent it to uh, Pro Tem Treat. Their caucus is going to take a look at it. You're going to see more of a holistic approach to tax reform in general uh, out of that report. So, you know, those are some of the, some of the big issues. You're also going to see, for the first time, um, significant push for sports betting. It looks like Governor Kevin Stitt has come out in support of sports betting. Uh, some tribes have come out for it. Uh, so this is this session has got the best shot that I've, I've seen it have ever. Yeah, it's been been talked about for a long time and and has been brought up and uh, brought up on the floor, brought up uh, in conversation. Uh, but it sounds like this thing's gonna uh, find a home probably in this in this in this session. Well, you know, you never <laughs> never said you know for sure, uh, but it, it does have the best shot I've seen it have in a while. Um, you know, anything could happen. You know. They've got to get it out of there by 5 p.m., I believe, on May 26. They could get out, you know, sooner, as they've done in the past. But, you know, anything could throw a monkey wrench into that. Um, but it does have a good shot. And, I, and again, just as the world of politics, there's some people that are coming in hot and heavy on a couple issues, and they're going to focus on that and work on that. But that might be the carrot for someone to move on another issue. Uh, when when you sit back there and in your years of looking at uh, – politics at work at the Capitol. Uh, what are some of the things that you remember in years past or recently that you're like, this, this is, this is state government in action when this happened. And because that happened, this happened because that happened, this happened. Give me a good story or something that you can remember uh, in, in your coverage that kind of shows how state government really works. Uh, well, it's, it's interesting that you see, you know, the legislature put together the, you know, the budget, and at the eleventh hour, the governor, you know, has a problem with it, and and, and vetoes a lot of their budget bills. Uh, they come back in and and override him. That that's something you don't you don't see a lot of. Um, so you know, and and his position is, well, they own this budget, and you know, Senate uh, Appropriations Chair Roger Tom Thompson, you know, will tell you, you know, the legislature writes the budget. Uh, but normally the governor, you know, he is included in it. Um, so to the degree of how he's included, you know, is uh, up to the beholder. Uh, but that's that's something that you don't see too often where, you know, the legislature writes a budget, sends him the bills, and he vetoes them. They come back and override them. And this is his own party. That's what makes it especially, you know, unusual. Do you um, – what do you think has changed the most? Being there since 1994 – um, what has changed the most about the Capitol? It's gotten uh, extremely more conservative. Um, bills that you you would never see, uh, some of these uh, social issues that you would never see uh, are, are coming out and getting you know a lot of attention. Um, you're, I mean, it's it's more and more conservative, you know, every year. Uh, that's you know that's something that's that's interesting to me. Uh, Democrats have had a, a really difficult time uh, gaining seats. They have not had very little luck. In fact, they're they're losing seats in Senate. Uh, so that's that's something for sure. And and you know some of these you know social issues that that you wouldn't see before are, are coming out full force. And you know some of that is 
you know, playing to the base. Uh, let me give you an example. You know, a lot of these state questions that you see, um, some of them, you know, weren't even necessary. They, they get on the ballot, lawmakers will put them on the ballot, you know, to, to draw out their base in the election. Uh, and that's something that, that that's kind of interesting. And years, one of the first times I saw that was uh, years ago on you know this uh, marriage equality issue. Uh, they put that on the ballot, and you know it, you know it passed. A problem was you know Oklahoma didn't recognize same sex marriage, and so it was not necessarily needed. Uh, it passed, and then eventually a court case overturned that. Uh, that, in, in my opinion, you know it drew out you know a lot of very conservative, you know, voters who felt very strongly about that issue. Uh, and, you know, that, you know, that those type of voters impact, you know, who goes to the Oklahoma House, who's, you know, elected yeah. statewide. So those are, you know, some of the, the issues you see. We had a, a Sharia law uh, put on the ballot. Sharia law was not, it passed overwhelmingly. It was not used in Oklahoma. Uh, it got tossed out by a federal court. The state had to pay a whole lot of money and legal fees. And, you know, that was a, an issue that appealed to, you know, ultra, ultra conservative voters. One of the things also is that not too long ago, you were writing a lot of stories about uh, our financial issues and financial woes. And again, of course, we're a state that has a balanced budget, uh, but we were dealing with deficits and dealing with uh, uh, budgets that were not, there wasn't enough money coming in. And now uh, we've kind of swung to the other side. And since Stid has taken over, we now have a, a savings account uh, that uh, I think is one of the largest in the country. Um, what is the difference between those two? What, what, when you're at the Capitol and you had what we had before, budget failures, and you now have the surplus, what are the biggest changes between the legislature when they don't have money, when the legislature, when they do have money? Uh, the biggest changes are, you know, when they do have money, you know, you get a lot of pet projects. Uh, yeah. that, that get funded. Uh, you, you get more into core services. Uh, they've been able to put quite a bit back in savings. And that is something, you know, Governor Stitt has, has pushed very hard for. Um, and, you know, it's interesting to me when governors, you know, claim, you know, victory over, our, you know, the economy and budget, you know, a lot of it is, you know, not necessarily in the control of, of the governor or the legislature. It's you know, the U.S. economy, there's, there's a lot of factors involved um, in that. And, you know, some of these governors have, have seen it, you know, both ways. Mary Fallon had it, you know, really rough. You know, she had eight years of, of, of horrible situations with, you know, budgets. Um, but that, that's pretty much the thing is, you know, so you see some of these pet projects get funded, things that they weren't, you know, able to do in the past. In the past, they had relied heavily on, on bond issues, uh, for example, to get things done, whether that's, you know, building the judicial center, you know, the history center, um, they relied heavily on a bond issue to renovate the state capitol. Uh, now with, you know, a little bit of surplus, they, they might be able to have, you know, some funds to do some of those projects. I, I went up there to the capitol to to meet uh, you and Carmen, uh, uh, and, and it looks like all the construction is basically done there at the capitol. Uh, there was a lot inside the building. Seems like that that every I didn't see any construction tape anywhere after years and I mean how how many years has it been that that place has been under construction? It's been a long time. They have <laughs> a lot. They've done a lot. It looks great. And, and a it lot does. Of, it it looks it looks beautiful. Is what it looks yeah. like. And you know they're they're still working on it. And 
you know, it looks amazing. It's, it's you know, a, a nice place to visit, uh, bring the family, uh, that type of thing. Go see the History Center. That's a beautiful facility. So is the Judicial Center. Um, it, it's just amazing what they've done with it. And with the state capitol, you know, the renovation, they, they renovated the inside and the outside, and now they've got the dome on top of it. They've got both chambers renovated. Uh, it, it is quite spectacular. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things that it it seems like you've been, been writing about that for uh, 10 years, it seems yeah. like. And uh, and but now it's nice to see everything done. What what are some things that you what are some headlines do you expect in the first week? This again, we're recording this on Friday before the session starts on Monday. What are some headlines that you think that you're, we're going to see Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday the, in the first kind of first week of the session? Um, you know, of course, the big one is Monday at 1245. Uh, Governor Stick gives his fifth state of the state to a joint session assembled in the House chamber. Um, he's going to outline his 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 priorities. Uh, that'll you know be a, a big thing. Uh, he's going to release his executive budget. Uh, that usually is uh, a blueprint. Uh, a lot of it does not really make it into the final budget. It's sort of his ideas. Uh, the legislature will come back. Uh, this month and certify how much the legislature has got to spend. They've already certified how much Governor Stitt has to spend. Um, it's kind of a, a funky process. They, they do it twice. Um, and the, the amounts are usually different. So those are some of the big headlines you'll see the first week. Um, you probably some you probably see um, some bills move their committees. Uh, any of those are interesting. You know, we'll be all over those. Uh, so those are the ones that I see, you know, for the most part. What what uh, take me back a little bit with you? Uh, what what got you into journalism? What what got you into journalism, and what what made you want to go to the Capitol, and what made it what's made you stay for so long? Uh, I got into journalism reading the Tulsa World in uh, high school. I used to read Sonia Kohlberg, and she was a city hall reporter. And I used to think, gosh, how did she know that? <laughs> you know, I was <laughs> yeah. completely intrigued by that. And uh, I wrote for my high school paper. I went to OSU and uh, wrote for that paper, was the opinion editor, uh, came out and got a job in Claremore, Oklahoma with the Claremore Daily Progress under a Pat Reader, uh, and then came to the Tulsa World in 1990. I always wanted to go to the Capitol. I was always extremely interested in, in politics and uh, how things got done. Uh, I really like you know, the people and, and the issues. There's always something new uh, to cover and you know, you're constantly learning. Uh, you, you think you know it, and then something else comes up, and you're yeah. surprised. So, you know, it's it's a very interesting job, and we've got Carmen Foreman on board now, and she is uh, great to work with. Extremely hardworking, very smart, uh, knows knows her stuff. And Randy Crable has been out there for years. A very very good writer, excellent reporter. Just really pleased to be able to work with both of those individuals. What what's what's amazing is that you know while some people. Um, uh, have you know we at the Tulsa world think it's very important to cover the capital that's why you've been there for so long that's why we added Carmen that's why we have we've had Randy uh, continue to cover it this is a multi-person beat and something we spend a lot of time and energy on uh and I'm telling you uh Barbara Hobrock does not write inside stories she writes front page stories because the stuff that she's working on is the most important and um I'm just really glad that we've got a we've got a we've added to the team. Uh, we'll be, it sounds like there's going to be enough to report on. I think both of you are going to be busy every day. 
and uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, Oklahoma's, I think a lot of the politicians made this point during this last election year, is that, you know, there's some big decisions that need to be made. Um, it looks like a, education is going to be on the top of that list of things that, you know, we may fundamentally change how we do education uh, here in Oklahoma in this session. Uh, we've got a new uh, school superintendent. He has some ideas. The governor has some ideas. Um, legislators have some ideas. Uh, and again, I think that's, we're going to find out who we want to be and how we're going to do it. Um, I know that we've got a number of things working on in terms of what some of these other agencies are doing. Cause again, not only do you and Carmen cover the, the legislature, you also drop in on some state agencies that are, are doing a lot of work, uh, looking at some things. And then at the same time, we're waiting for some state audits, uh, from our state auditor, uh, on a number of issues, uh, dealing with, uh, how, taxpayer money is spent. So this is going to be, I think, one of the most um, busy. Uh, they're always busy, uh, but this might be one of the busiest ones uh, where, again, Oklahoma, after this midterm election, Oklahomans made their vote. They decided on who to put in what positions. Now we're going to find out uh, what mandate they have bring they, they bring with them, and we'll see how it all plays out. The good thing is we're going to have Barbara Hobrock there giving the play-by-play -play and uh, getting the stories behind the stories. Um, Barbara, thank you for the time today. Look forward to the session and uh, appreciate you being on the newsroom podcast. Thank you, Jason.